Good morning, good afternoon, good night to all of you out there listening. This is the Uncensored Anime Podcast. Dab on them. We are, we are no longer unfiltered. We are uncensored, officially starting episode two. Yeah. I am David, and we have Kenny and Jerry here. And What's today up, we're going to talk about some anime news. We're going to talk about Banana Fish, which some of us felt uh, finished. We'll get some more into that later. Some of us did not finish. <laughs> Some of us did not finish. Jerry did not finish it. Did not. And we're going to talk about Burn the Witch, which we're we are all very hyped about, and uh, getting into Seven Deadly Sins animation debacle. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Mm -hmm. Netflix's attempt to recover it, but it's Mm -hmm. probably too late. So, Jerry, why don't you start it off? Heck yeah, boys! Well, we're excited to be back, and with a brand new name, (laughs) (laughs) we made the decision after we filmed episode one to go ahead and change our name. Because we felt like the word unfiltered made way less sense than uncensored. Because um, <laughs> yep. I think that's what we we're Work going in for. progress. Yeah, we're you trying. know. So we are the Uncensored Anime Podcast, which is really what we meant in the first episode. So we're happy to have you back uh, for another episode. And hopefully, um, you know, we're able to provide some fun insight about your favorite animes or your least favorite animes or animes that you can't finish, which is something that I found out this week. Sometimes I have issues with finishing anime. <laughs> so, um, especially... When I'm not invested in them. But to start things off, I think we need to talk about something we actually briefly mentioned last week. So we were getting into mm-hmm. this idea of like, what is the next um, Shonen Jump, right? So we talked briefly last week, and you you know, boys, we, we talked briefly about what is the, the next era, um, because so many of the series that have been huge financial and, and just big hits have started to kind of fall apart, or they've just ended, or they've, you know, gone their own direction, whatever it might be. Um, so this time around, you know, what is it going to be? What What is our next um, anime? And I think the one that we brought up last week was this idea that Kubo was back, you know, the creator of Bleach was back, and he has something on his hands with this Burn the Witch concept, which is sort of a continuation, alternate, alternate version of his Bleach universe. Um, and this week, uh, since the last time we filmed, they came out with a lot, right? So we got a yeah. full first chapter... And an anime trailer, uh, and an anime release date, um, but it's not a series, it's a movie, an anime movie release date, um, but a full first initial chapter. So boys, what do we think so far? What are we, what are we in the mood, like, what are we feeling about Burn the Witch? What are we, what are we thinking? I didn't get to read the chapter yet, but feel free to talk about it, I'm not too worried. I, I read the, I read the, uh, what was it called? The, like, the one rough shot? Dra- yeah, the, I read the one shot. I don't know mm-hmm. how much different yeah. the chapter leaned into it's- anything, but... Yeah, it's just a continuation. It literally leaves off. It, it okay, so in. the one shot is actually part of this. It's not like a rewrite or like an attempt. Correct. To re- right. Okay. It's yeah. it's canon, and it doesn't really explain much of what got explained in the one shot. So okay. Um, uh, one, the characters look great. I cannot, uh, I cannot doubt Kubo's art, and they did a it's lot of art cool, style. A lot of really cool. Character introductions, a lot of cool, like, uh, you know, one, since we're reading in English, I love, uh, Viz does almost all of my Shonen Jump translations, and they mm-hmm. had these really cool, like, uh, the, the characters' names were in, like, cool different designs for each of them, which mm-hmm. I, I bet Kubo did or something similar, but all of the characters looked cool, all of it looks cool, um, I'm excited about it. I do think that, uh, I, I I wish that it would lean a little more into the bleach things because I think that these like magics b- by numbers and you're like okay that's just like they're doing bakudo and then like mm-hmm. you know uh, spoilers for the for the chapter but uh, a, a dragon turns into a dark dragon and it's similar to how a hollow acts and, right you know 
so that's a lot of you know i i'm interested to see how more how much more he's going to connect it and if we're going to see any of our old characters that we know mm. um, which would be cool but also you know it is its own thing so right what and david you, what'd you think what'd you get out of it from because you read the one you had, when we talked last you hadn't read the one shot yet right so did you read both yeah i i literally read the one shot and i think i finished the first chapter um back to back okay yeah. and the one shot was really cool it's it's I was telling Kenny this earlier. It's mm-hmm. basically Bleach, but in London, and instead of yeah. demons, they're dragons. Yeah, so pretty much. I mean, I, I'm loving the premise so far. I love Bleach's premise, so I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see it where it goes. I really hope it isn't just a movie, because then I, I feel like there's so much potential in this universe, and especially if since it's confirmed it's the same universe as Bleach, I mean, there's obvious potential for crossover with... Mm-hmm with Ichigo and whatever he, he and his family are up to uh, at this current point. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Um, I just hope it's something that will be more than just four or five chapters. It'll be, you know, the next big uh, shonen right. uh, manga. Yeah, it's definitely kicking off in a different way than most of these shonen series do. You know, you don't usually see this sort of like, you know, you do usually get a one shot. That's pretty common in most shonens where they'll, they'll put out a one shot. Yeah. But then traditionally, once the series goes to, serialization the series will just kick back off and it'll actually erase the content of the one shot it'll it'll go uh maybe a slightly different direction or you'll get a slightly different version of the one shot as its first chapter um and then the series will move forward and you'll you'll start to get the serialized version of it that'll last for a long time but as of right now the information we're getting is saying it's only going to be four chapters which is not much more than you know essentially this can be about a one volume of a manga uh, once right. you put these four chapters plus the one shot together, and then uh, we're going to get the film version of what, assumingly, is going to be these four chapters that are coming out over the next couple weeks. So I assume these chapters have probably been done and were handed off to the anime studio a long time ago, because there's no way that they're mm-hmm. making these. The anime is definitely not being made like simultaneously. Right. Um, right. I'm pretty sure that this is probably being adapted from some sort of storyboards or something that Kubo had given them long ahead of time. I bet they've, it's taken months to to put together the anime film that they're putting out. So it's a very interesting kickoff, especially because if it's super popular, um, it would be odd of Shonen Jump to not try to capitalize and say, okay, yeah, we want more of this. And Kubo, give us more, you know, serialize for us. But it's also possible Kubo isn't ready to get back into it. I don't know. You know, he did Bleach for so long that I'm sure he's still burnt out a little bit. It's just like, and you guys know about... um, Kishimoto's latest manga, right? Did you guys read it at all? Kenny, you probably read it. Samurai 7? Samurai 8, I think it was called. Samurai 8? Yeah, Samurai 7's <laughs> the old anime that was also about really, Samurai. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it, honestly. David, I think you, I read you know, like four I, This is the first I've heard of it. Mm. Samurai 8? Okay, you know Kishimoto, the author of Naruto, right? Right. So, pretty much following the close of Naruto, he was supporting Boruto as a manga and an anime, you know. He wasn't, like, writing for it, but he was, like, giving some premise, concept, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden he came out with a new manga, but instead of authoring or drawing it himself, which kind of threw me back because he's a good artist, uh, yeah. you know, Kishimoto's talented. I like his artwork in the Naruto manga. Yeah. Um, he, for some reason, was he hired another artist. So Akira Okubo, who was, I believe, uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, I need to say that a lot because I think sometimes I... Spit so right, I'll, I'll, I'll fact check you. My facts are off, but I think Okubo either worked for or uh, was a was a uh, he was like a penciler on on Naruto at some point. I think he worked as a what's the word assistant. He was like one of the assistants on Naruto, and I believe him and um, 
him and Kishimoto built a good relationship. And so following the close of Naruto, that's why Okubo was able to take over. Because Okubo also draws the Boruto manga. Um, so he draws Boruto and went on to draw the Samurai 8. But Kishimoto was being credited as the sole author. So Okubo, to my knowledge, was not writing Samurai 8 at all. It was all Kishimoto's idea. It was all mm-hmm. his writing, right. um, which is pretty yep. big. Um, but it's kind of the same, but it flopped. Oh, so, so the end goal here is that after like 30 chapters, they canceled it. Um, yeah, so, it canceled March of this year. <laughs> yeah, so it got so pretty much like it just completely failed. And that's really disappointing, right? Because Kishimoto is such a long time author of Jump and like the big dog. It, it makes me imagine like if Kishimoto couldn't do it, like why is, is Kubo going to be able to pull it off after being right. the big daddy of Jump? And then it's like, you know, I, and I assure you, Oda's. I hope Oda never writes anything after One Piece. But oh, after One um, Piece, he's done forever. Yeah, I hope he just pulls There's a Toriyama. Really, I hope he just pulls a Toriyama and just like you know, just makes his own studio, supports <laughs> other people, but like what doesn't actually try to write. I mean, I guess Toriyama wrote that uh, story about what's his name, Jocko, the Galactic Patrol Man. Yeah, um, but that ended up just being like in the Dragon Ball universe, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, One but, Piece Super. One piece, yeah. I mean, I imagine that maybe Oda will write one-offs or do things like that, like Toriyama's doing. Oda hopefully will not try to throw out another series. But Kubo, Kishimoto, they were young. You know, they finished Bleach and Naruto. Makes sense that they were going to try to do some more stuff. Uh, it's weird to see Kishimoto fail and Kubo try in the same year. So I, I'm curious where that's going to lead us. Like, what is what does that mean for for these and, two authors that are legends, right, Kenny? Right. And the, the Bleach anime is like they're they're finishing the rest of the manga, so I, you know, right. I'm really interested in in seeing one. I hope that that's really well done. Um, I know that Kubo has talked about how a lot of the battles he wishes he could have made them, you know, more kinetic. Mm. Um, and I know that the the last Bleach movie it shows a portion of the Okiora Ichigo fight, and he's like, "That's how I always imagined that fight was." Mm. And it's it's a, a cool, you know, it's a cool three minutes or whatever that, you know, and I, so I really hope that it's going to be very cool. I know that a lot of my favorite characters come back in that arc and a lot of very, you know, fun things happen. And so um, I'm definitely interested in obviously the way Bleach ended. I'm excited about Burn the Witch, I, you know, I, yeah. and I'm excited about Kubo. I even if. Even if he doesn't write anymore, I think that he needs to be drawing manga. Yeah, I think there's the interesting yeah. right. I think Kubo's writing, this is what worries me about Burn the Witch, <laughs> is that he's taking on both roles again, despite mm-hmm. it becoming like abundantly clear near the back end of Bleach that like he he maybe isn't the most talented author, right? I don't think his right. writing was really his strong suit as a... Well, we like Bleach because it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork, but it's tough to say that he was really writing the best story by the end of it. Right. It also feels as though, like, you know, like, they were like, Bleach is doing good, keep writing. And he was like, well, I I don't have anything else to write about. I guess I'll kidnap <laughs> another one of his friends. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, near the end, like, like it should have ended after, the, after Isaac. Yeah. Right. Everything after that was basically filler. It shouldn't really... I'm, I'm happy that it existed because it was just right. more... Kubo art to look at, yeah, and the, the and some the, of his best character designs. I think the I Blood have. World. Oh yeah, tried Blood to World wrap art. up. It tries yeah. to wrap up, 
it tries to wrap up some of the threads that he because the other arc, what's it called, the Fullbring arc? It doesn't Fullbring do anything. Arc. It does nothing it's, to wrap up. It's literally uh, well, filler. It, yeah. it gives him to know his powers back, right? Yeah, I guess. But even uh, though it was, it was he, like a weird way to justify that he's that he's back to full power. Yeah, right. Even him. though, and then he like got they they w- during the Blood War arc, they once again give him his powers back. Like mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, I don't know. A lot of that, very cool characters. I still feel like the Fullbring arc may have been like Kubo. I feel like he wanted to write a new manga, like he wanted to try something else, and he was like, "I'll just if they don't want me to stop writing Bleach, I'll just take my new idea and just shoehorn it into Bleach." He was like, "I'll just <laughs> no, like f these guys. Like I'll just I'll just yeah. I'll just shoehorn this shit." In. That's that's kind of what the full. I think the Fullbring arc, if you just watch it individually, like independently of everything else. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty entertaining little story arc. Um, the characters yeah. are actually pretty cool, uh, and Kubo did a great job with their designs. And Ichigo still has a pretty—I mean, his motivation doesn't change. Ichigo's a very like singularly like motivated f- person for sort of this concept of like supporting my family and my friends. Um, yeah. But it, it, he stays pretty true to that throughout the that arc. And again, I, I watched it all in one go once in the anime because I wanted mm-hmm. to watch the. Uh, I wanted to watch that arc. I'd never seen it animated because I'd stopped watching it back in the day. And so I watched it all in one sitting, like not one sitting, but like in, uh, essentially just watched it alone without watching the rest. And I really enjoyed it. It's actually, and the anime actually did a really good job with that arc, by the way, because they, they knew that they were going to just complete with that arc. And Mm. so it has no filler and it's really well paced. It's really, it's really well paced and really well animated all the way through. How many episodes is it? Is it? It's about 23 if you watch just that arc, something like that. Um, That's not bad. No, they did a really they did a really good job with just that arc, and people kind of it, it was just the trail end, right? It, I mean, the anime was getting canceled. The manga was trying to do the Blood War arc. We knew that the anime wasn't going to get it. We were all kind of in a weird place. We thought the Blood War arc was going to be way shorter. It ended up lasting like it, Bleach ended after Naruto, which people don't. It's like tough for people mm-hmm. to realize or remember that. Like I feel like there's a little Mandela effect going on there, but yeah, Bleach so, the manga know. ended after Bleach or Naruto the manga, but that's mm-hmm. because. The Bleach anime, but the Bleach anime ended way before the Naruto anime, and Naruto anime is still going because Boruto still thing. So it's really confusing. Right. Um, when you really think about it, you're like, "Oh, this is weird." But um, wait, I was gonna a- ask. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I was gonna ask a question. Shoot, <laughs> think, uh, think about it. Keep going, keep going. I'll, okay. Uh, so- yeah, so I think with all that on the table. Um. Oh, I remembered it. Oh, okay. Why? So was there a reason why that they stopped animating? Uh. Like, they didn't even attempt to animate the Blood War arc at the time? It was just done. To my understanding, like they... the, the ratings had just trailed. Uh, to my oh. understanding, at that point in time, the anime ratings had just completely fallen off. And mm. they were not... It was not getting the views anymore. It wasn't getting the money for the company. Studio Piro just kind of abandoned it. I think that uh, as they were coming into the back end of the Eisen arc, they actually knew that that was going to be the case. Like, they knew... They'd already kind of decided, like, oh, we're, we're not going to do much past this. And then I, I don't remember when it was made, but I remember either going into, because we were, I was still watching it at that time, either going into that arc, the Fullbring arc, or like right before it, there was a decision made where Piro was just like, we're not doing this. They're like, we're just going to do this next arc and then we're done. Because um, right. at that point, the Fullbring arc had like just finished in the manga. And so it was like the perfect timing for Piro to just be like, all right, one more arc and we're done. Um, and they just dropped it and yeah, it just wasn't bringing in the money anymore for the, the amount it was worth, I think. And so they just, and I'm surprised that they didn't like auction it off 
or like try or like another company didn't try to scoop it up. It, it surprises me that it just they let it just die because it doesn't always happen. Um, and now I was gonna ask. I don't know if you guys know. Someone might be able to find it in Google really fast. But is Piro actually? An- I don't know if Piro is animating the new season or not. I, I haven't. I don't remember reading that in any of the announcements. But um, someone might be able to find it. But I'm not sure who's. But I think Studio Piro should handle it, in my opinion, right? Because like, if you look back at Bleach's anime, and you look at the the content that was not filler, it's some of the best. Studio Piro just did such a good job. And another show that they're still doing uh, is Black Clover, right? So Black Clover is Piro, and they're continuing to knock that out of the park as well in the anime adaptation, even though, you know, it has filler and stuff too. But mm-hmm. um, So I don't know. What Did you guys find out? <laughs> it looks like they were going to announce it at Anime Japan 2020, but it mm-hmm. got canceled. They were, there's no word on what studio it's going to be. Ah. Um, they were going to announce it uh, March 23rd, but... Yeah, because I find it you interesting. Know, like I said, mm-hmm. all right, it, uh, Burn the Witch is not being animated by Studio Piro. It's a whole new company, oh. a company that I've never heard of before. They have a couple. They have very few anime under their belt, mainly mm-hmm. animation films, anime films uh, mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen before. So Burn the Witch is a whole new company. But from the trailer, they nail the aesthetic of of Kubo. Yeah. They the trailer looks really clean. Yeah, they yeah, nail the aesthetic. So I, I won. If a new company picks it up. For the last the thousand year blood what is it, thousand year blood war arc is that what it's called yeah thousand yeah. year blood war arc if if it's another company that isn't Piro then I, I it, it could be really good I mean I think Mappa could knock it out of the park I think that UFO table could do it really well um but I I would be if it ends up back with Piro then I'm curious how they're going to manage that but um okay other thoughts about Burn the Witch Bleach the Shonen Jump stuff did anything else happen this week in Shonen Jump world that would be worth talking about. Uh- I mean, my hero and Chainsaw Man had some great chapters. <laughs> they had some really. David, do you, read, do you read my hero, David? Or you just I I have not caught up on my hero. I need okay. to. I need to. Uh, Good. Then I need we won't, to be a contributing part of this podcast. Well, then, okay. For now, we're not spoiling my hero manga. Dang it! Because I Thank okay, you. Okay. I try to just read the anime or fuck, uh, watch yeah, the, anime. the anime. I try to also, watch the anime. Also, now I think about it, should we? Do like many uh, summaries of these of all the anime that we're mentioning, in case we have listeners that have no idea what anime is. Yeah, I think that um, should we just assume that people know anime? <laughs> well, I think we we last week we did do that for Erased and um and what was the other show we talked about? Jesus Christ! Um, oh, Tower of God. Uh, Kenny Tower did God. Kenny did our summaries for Tower of God and Erased. He did a good job. <laughs> he did. Great. <laughs> hey, I'll do I'll do Banana Fish. So too, Kenny, okay? we need you to do oh, Banana yeah. Fish. And uh, as seventy yes, but yeah, I mean, for those of you that don't know Bleach and Naruto, that's a big, that's a big slap in the dick. Honestly, if you don't know Bleach, <laughs> if you don't know Bleach and Naruto, dude, that's a big slap in the dick. That you're right. That like, was a dumb question. I feel like even um, I feel like even Scrubs. Like I feel like uh, you know, like Naruto. I feel yeah, like you know how people run. Yeah, I feel like the kid that lived down the street from me in middle school or something like knows what Bleach and Naruto. You know, he's got like his freaking jock jacket on. He's gonna go throw his football around. He's gonna be like, yeah, Naruto's pretty cool. Ninja stars. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the. I feel like everyone knows that one. They go without saying. You're right. With right. burn the witch, right. burn the witch. I mean, you kind of you actually kind of explained it when we started talking, David, which was a good. Joke. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll, the question was geared towards. Yeah, let's keep it up. Let's make sure we're doing yeah. that. So if we forget, someone chime in and, and catch us and do that uh, with any other. Shows. I got you. I got you. Need a need yep. a definition. So, um, but yeah, okay. Let's get into our second uh, component here. So we've been going for about twenty minutes on. News and updates. It really hasn't been, a, and this was a pretty slow week, uh, and this is expected. I think that right now in the time of COVID, like 
you're not getting a lot of anime news unless you're right at the beginning of a seasonal cycle, which we are just, we're only a little bit into this new season, a couple weeks at this point. Um, So we'll probably start getting some pretty heavy news in the next couple of months. Maybe a month or two from now, we'll start getting some more news about what's going to be hitting in the winter uh, season back half of this year, which will be really interesting. I'm curious what all is going to come out. I, I have no idea. With the way COVID has impacted the schedules, we were supposed yeah. to get Attack on Titan by the end of this year, and we are no longer. Did you guys see that? It got Oh, that's that's news. It got delayed. Oh, really? Yeah, it got delayed. The, fi- 20, the final season? got delayed of... to 2021. Yeah, they pushed wow. it back. Crap. Do they have yeah. a month? Or... Huh? Do they have a month or just uh-uh. they just say twenty twenty one now they have, they're not putting any more date on it. It's got to be some sort of. Uh, it's crazy because the trailer they dropped clearly has anim. Clearly they've done uh, work so on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there, yeah, there was a lot of shots from mid parts of the manga that are much later, deeper. So I mean, clearly work has been done on this. So I'm surprised they pushed it back. Um, but it's probably mm. just to give themselves a little bit more time to make sure everything looks clean. I assume if yeah. I, I, as far as I know, uh, most anime studios have gone back to work. Like uh, COVID has been not completely eliminated in Japan, but been pretty significantly withheld and reduced. So a right. lot of studios have actually gone back to work. Um, so I don't, I don't expect there to be any more really significant delays. But I was surprised to read that Titan got delayed to twenty one. Um, what do y'all and think? One, I mean, was that one like that? Um, ReZero is yeah. they delayed and then uh currently now we're two episodes into the work from home they've been the episode the last two episodes that got released uh were animated from from home no way yeah and so you can you can Mm. tell somewhat but generally it it really doesn't like just some some parts you're like oh okay like you know is it seven deadly sins bad no. Yeah, I'm gonna say, is it? Is it? Is it's it, really it, not bad at all. <laughs> let's be honest. Oh, yeah. But it probably looks but, great. I I was reading Kenny that um, you know, people a lot of big studios in America are investing a lot of money into an animation wing because of the fact that they know that it's COVID proof. Um, is what I was reading. It's that animation is COVID proof. If they need to, they can make animate. Everyone can make an animation. They can do the voice acting. They can do the animation, the art, all the work. They can put it all together in their home studios. Um, And that's really crazy to me to think about because we may see a rise in American animation over the next year and a half as we see some of the projects that probably came to fruition in the last five months start to formulate and actually turn into real real, uh, things, especially since people are really not opening. We're still not – the U.S. is still not particularly uh, in a good place with this virus. No. You know, we're six 180k death. Yeah, we are six months into this and not slowing down, which means that we could see still pretty significant reduced workforces for for a significantly long uh, forward amount of time. So right. I'm, I'm very curious what all that'll bring. But um, okay. Uh, what were, ReZero? No, okay. We don't need to talk about ReZero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll save that for another one because I actually want to watch it before we talk about the, the details. Because the new season's going right now, right? Correct. We should definitely talk about season one in the future. But Okay, so yeah. Anime and being worked on from home. One Piece supposedly was made from home for a couple episodes too, Kenny. Season I, 20. And I think it looks better than... Uh, this sucks, but like I think some of the latest episodes that were supposedly like done from home or may have been worked partially on from home... I think they look better than some of the older episodes. I think some of the current One Piece episodes look pretty good. Um, the fight that they just had with freaking... Uh, they showed the fight with Zoro and... Um, 
the, I don't know what he's calling himself. It, it, no, it's Killer. The character is Killer, but I he like has a like Wayno name that they were calling him. You know, so remember he shows up and he's like the wandering murderer or something. Um, and they like meet on the bridge. The fight that they did, they did that fight in the anime, and it was incredible. I literally was like, I was what? like, okay, One Piece, you guys still got it. Um, hey, One Piece is uh, this this week's chapter. It's they're ramping up. Like okay, it, yeah. It, we're it's starting to hit that. Are you reading the chapters? People, people are that? separating are, to do their fights. Are like, you caught up on the chapters, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm caught up on what. Did you guys read the one that just came? The Sunday chapter. The yep. one that just okay. Yes. Yeah, so oh, talk about oh it? shit! I didn't read the most recent one. Sorry. Okay, one just came oh. out, David, but we won't talk about it too much. Um, but uh, I mean, it's basically building up to. Uh, yeah, the one before fucking... last is when Luffy said "All Out War," right? I think the two, right, two yeah. chapters ago was "All Out War," and yeah. that is like. When he said that, I was like, "It's such like, a Luffy thing." I was like, "What's it's going on right thing. now, guys?" I was like, "Are we going to are we going to all, all out war right now?" Okay, yeah. Sorry for One Piece chapter spoilers. Hopefully, hopefully, if you're listening, you're reading One Piece because if you're not, you're wrong. Um, it's the best. Um, okay, great. Let's go ahead and jump into our first show for the night because I, right. I do want to talk a bit about it. We're not going to really review this show for you guys right. tonight, but we do want to give you some context about it because I think it's a it's more of a conversation about one of the bigger aspects of anime right now, which is that anime has gone seasonal and we've been seeing a very interesting thing happen where they are switching animation studios before finishing. And uh, I think that's the discussion that I really want to have about the show because I very recently watched this anime and uh, haven't watched the newest season, this season, the controversial season, but I do think it's worth talking about because it's kind of in the news right now and you're seeing it in the news, but it's, it's a show worth having that conversation about and that's seven deadly sins. So uh, Kenny, do you want to give us our our synopsis? What is Seven Deadly Sins? What's it about? So, what's the, Seven Deadly what's Sins the is about uh, it's about a group of individuals who uh, broke laws in a particular country, and they are basically formed into like this sort of night order that uh, sort of like Suicide Squad style, and each of them have a a deadly sin that that really had a large effect on their past, right? And so, like, our main character, he's the, the dragon center wrath, and it's because he destroyed this whole city. Um, and each of them have these intricate backstories and spoilers for Seven Deadly Sins, but... Um, and it's it's fun. It's shonen. Uh, they have a lot of cool powers. They have a lot of... There are a lot of cool moments, um, but it's not it's not too outside of what... You know what, what what you expect from a shonen, and so mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it's really fun, and I think that oftentimes Seven Deadly Sins loses some of its characters. Like, I guess characters don't die often, really, and so like, like uh, in particular, Gil Thunder. Okay, Gil Thunder is a character that you meet very early on. I do like Gil Thunder, so don't. And he's pretty cool. He's, he's like a Gil cool, Thunder. interesting character, but he just gets sort of like. Lost in the in the churn of like yeah. you know as things begin to get more powerful you know we mm-hmm. it takes a very long time for them to introduce the last couple sins uh, meeting Merlin meeting Escanor takes a long time and by then like you, you have this huge gallery of characters that really mm-hmm. can't do much they aren't very the, strong the power you know? creep is really weird yeah because it? it's like at a certain point there's only like three or four that can battle with each other and the yeah. rest of them are basically krillins yeah and they so all it's, they, yeah. yeah yeah so in season one gil thunder is op and then all of a sudden by season two 
He's Krillin. Yeah, that's, that's a great. He's getting knocked around like like four, four episodes later. He's yeah. irrelevant. It's like yeah, and I'm like, what the bejeebus? Um, David, what, and now David, what's crazy is you are the first person I ever heard talk about this show way back when we were yeah. in college together, and that was I think before the anime aired, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. I think I, I remember reading. reading it had like three or four chapters out, and I just mm-hmm. randomly found it and started reading it. You were addicted. reading the manga before I ever had even heard of it, and you were the one who first brought it to my radar. I remember thinking, oh, it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. I need to give it a shot. And then the anime came out pretty shortly thereafter, and that's when I first was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be cool. But, like, what what got you into it when you first started reading it, David? Why was it, why was it intriguing? What, what, what hit the nail for you? I think the most basic reason was because it was, it was a shounen. I was looking for new things to read, and I think there was a point in the manga when – I think Bong Bang was like first introduced. Yeah, Ban. Bon, Bon, thank mm-hmm. you. When Bon, bon was introduced. Ban, yeah. Ban, <laughs> yeah. It's it's probably, it might be Bon. Um I think it's I think it's Ban. It's been a while. I'm sorry. Technically in Japanese. It's been a like, while. Technically in Japanese it probably is Ba because mm-hmm. they they don't have like a ba sound. Like yeah, I think it's Bond. So it's probably Bond, but for yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if most American speakers probably just say Ban. And I want to say I want to say in the dub they call him Ban, uh but I didn't touch that. I was I wasn't right. going to watch the dub. It, uh, yeah, uh, not my cup of tea. Okay, so Ban yeah. introduced Bond. Yeah, yeah, so but but anyway, as I was getting more into, you know, reading those chapters, you get getting to know more about the story, I was really liking the character designs. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about the Seven Deadly Sins is Explaining. Um, a cool thing about them is that they each kind of represent a tribe in the universe. Yeah. So, so there's seven of them. There is a one's a fairy, mm-hmm. one's a demon. There's a human. Uh, I don't know what Merlin is. I guess a wizard. Well, Merlin's yeah. an Merlin's some an sort of like race. ancient. Yeah, some yeah. sort of like ancient, a- ancient race. Yeah. yeah. And as um, you as you go through the story, you learn that there's you know there's a, a significance to these races, and you learn the backstory. No spoilers, but it's 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 relevant to the whole story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I just kind of just had this natural attraction to it. Yeah. And um, and I remember seeing the first season on Netflix. Mm-hmm. The first season was really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked the first season. Um, I was trying to watch, um, trying to start watching the second season. I haven't gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. But then, kind of segueing into our discussion, apparently. Season three, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry. No, you're but right. But season season three was animated wow. by a different company, correct. different studio from yeah. the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and I saw okay, so I didn't watch any it season looks, three. Obviously. It looks bad, boys. It so, looks real so, bad. So those of you that are listening, just Google the Escanor versus uh, Mel- Melodius? Meliodas, yeah, Meliodas fight. The Escanor versus Meliodas fight, and. Just no, watch, watch it. Just look at the animation. It, it is like it's goofy, guys. <laughs> it is it's Naruto cool. versus Pain level bad yeah, animation. Bad. Oh, that's such a cool fight. So for it's, context, it's such a cool fight. So for context, it's cool it switched. So the first season, um, the first full twenty-four episode season. Then the small, it, there was like a short four episode, like OVA, and then there was a second twenty-four episode season. Those were all created by A One Pictures, which is a pretty pretty well-known animation studio that's done a lot of different um, pretty high high quality projects um a1 did let me pull it open because i'm gonna i'm gonna miss mess up 
They did do a portion of the fairy tale anime. Um, they did Black they ran Butler, the same, Space the same Brothers magazine. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple. Oh. Silver Spoon. They did Magi. They did Sword Art Online Part Two. Was they were involved with that? Um, they did the Persona animes. They did what else? Did they did oh, they did Erased. Literally, the anime we talked about the other week, Erased, oh, yeah. also oh. one pictures. So same company, which Erases animation. As we talked so. about last week, very good. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, they they pump out a lot of anime every every season. We're actually watching. What's crazy? We'll talk about it later. The what we were talking about, we're watching for next episode is also A One Pictures. So we've wow. officially done an A One Pictures show every week um, <laughs> on accident. They just do a lot of shows though. So, but A One yeah. Pictures is a pretty good track record. And uh, as David said, yeah, the first seasons, the first two main full seasons, it really looks pretty good. It, it doesn't look bad at all. The characters look pretty on model. Um, it's it holds its own with the with the fight animations, and I think the magic especially looks really cool. Um, and maybe part of that comes from they had done fairy tale before that, so you know they kind of knew where they were the direction they wanted to go with the quality there. Um, and fairy tale had like a bunch of different animation studios as well. If y'all didn't know, it it um, jumped hands during its like every time it, it ran like, for a long time, didn't it? Like yeah, plus episodes. It did, but it, like it's like three hundred episodes across three different. I want to say three different animation studios. Um, it kept jumping hands every time the show would get like not popular. It would get canceled. Then it would get picked up by another studio to do more of the manga, and then it would go again. And then so that that happened a lot with that one. So Seven Deadly Sins is another project. So now this Seven Deadly Sins was picked up for its third season by a company named Studio Dean. Kitty, I'm sure you know or have heard of Studio Dean. What do they do? Oh man, they're known for pretty much any like shitty slice of life anime that's come out in the last like oh they do all years. my favorites then yeah they do like all every shitty slice of life anime you can think of pretty much comes out of studio dean they also will do a couple shonens they did do nura rise of the yokai clan if you remember that anime kenny yeah or david i don't know if you remember that one or if you heard of it no I have it not was heard an, of it. it was like an early 2010 shonen jump that was not mm. as popular but it did it had a bit of a following uh it kenny, was pretty fun you know the show konosuba <laughs> One of my favorites. Konosuba is full on. That's Studio Dean. But uh, there's a whole nother piece of this for Studio... So Studio Dean took on the show. And I think that most of us, when we heard that, we were like, ah, but but we know Dean can put out some anime. They can do okay. Like, Konosuba is not an ugly anime. It looks pretty good. Um, they, oh, can they did Lock Horizon. Yeah, they can do some good stuff. Um, but what happened with this specific show is that Seven Deadly Sins this season got pushed over. They actually offshored it. They paid a company in a different country to p- make most of the am- animation. And um, because of that, and it was a rush job, they had to do it in like four months. They were pretty much told like, hey, the show's airing in like four months. Get it done. Um, so they had it offshored and it was done. So all the characters look off model. Everything's a rush job. You you really can't, uh, honestly, like... They, like, recycled animations, so it's, like, the same thing, but for, like, ten seconds straight. Yes, even, like, simple, simple shit that should look okay, like, just doesn't look right. Everything looks a little bit off. And so you've got this whole season filled with this crummy um, animation piece right there. And this is sort of the worry of the modern anime, right? So, um... It kills animes. Yeah, so it's so interesting, right? So, David, from our time when we were kids... I feel like there was this moment where everyone was pushing. They were so they hated filler, right? We all hated. There was like this hatred towards filler in shonen, right? 
Um, I remember when I was young, everyone on the internet was like, filler is killing Naruto or filler is killing Bleach, blah, 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 blah. Um, Bound arc, amazing. Yeah, I don't Bound- care what anyone says. The Bound <laughs> arc is amazing. To, uh, David's going to find a way to mention the Bound arc every episode we record. He's gonna- oh, also <laughs> that and uh, Studio Dean animated Vampire Night. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's full circle. It's, it's full circle. circle. Oh, my oh, my God. Damn it, Studio Dean. Vampire Night and the Bound arc from Bleach. Watch That's them both, crazy. please. Okay, so... Um, so what we get with it, so the old model was that an anime would get picked up, it'd be super popular, it would get adapted constantly, they would never take it off the air, and that was to, they used to claim it was to, like, maintain the series' popularity. So if they kept it on the air, even if they were airing something that wasn't manga, wasn't a manga canon piece, they would at least get, people would get to watch Bleach every week, or they'd get to watch One Piece, right? Um... And that held for a while, but a lot of anime fans didn't like that. They wanted it to just go off the air and then come back with another season, you know? They always were fighting for this transition to seasonal anime. All of the early 2000s, that's what you saw. And it was mainly because there were sort of two outcomes. Either the series would get canceled because it would get unpopular and we would never get an ending. Think like uh, D. Grayman is a series that just ended up kind of getting canceled, pushed away. We never got an ending for it in anime form, Um, even though it was long-running and had filler. Uh, or the series would eventually reach its ending, like Naruto ended up happening, right? Um, and you would get a pretty quality show, but now you have a show that 50% of it is not even real content. Uh, 50% of Naruto is not even out of the manga, so you have to skip so much now when you're rewatching it. And a lot of it's weirdly integrated. You know, you get this kind of Frankenstein of a show. Um, or there's even sort of the third outcome, which is something that happens to a show like Claymore, uh, where they make a season based off the first arc and... That's it. It just wasn't popular enough. They never make any more, and you just never get an anime version of it beyond that. Um, we've gotten really lucky in, in recent years where things like Full Metal Aquas Brotherhood happened, Hunter Hunter mm-hmm. 2011 happened, where studios wait now that the manga is essentially done or getting to a closure, they're able to go back and readapt it into a long running show that has no filler and is focus on the content and keeps its popularity that doesn't work for every show but now we're getting these things where every show is getting adapted into a seasonal anime so whether it's it doesn't matter what you are you're only getting seasons so my hero academia promise neverland um food wars haikyuu um all of the long-running shonens are only getting seasonal adaptations which is a really interesting approach but because of that we're getting this whole this new era where animation studios just they either get bored or they just are tired of animating the show, but they'll do a couple seasons, and then they're like, they just peace out, fade out. They just deuces out, um, yeah. which is what happened with Seven Deadly Sins. We had A1 Pictures just sort of bail on us. After after two seasons, they just said, peace out, and put it on the auction, put it on the market, and uh, gave it to whoever wants it. So and, they just um, didn't want to do it? They were just like, we don't care, we're done? I'm under the, I'm under the impression from the articles that the studio said that they felt like they weren't getting enough money back for the amount of money they were putting in. Um, So they felt like it was not as popular, I guess, as they wanted it to be, Uh, which kind of blows my mind. Cause like, what the hell else is like, what is is a one pictures? Just like, they're not stacked with like the most popular shows. So like, I'm like seven deadly sins is kind of a big phenomenon, even here in the wet, like even in the U S. So I'm surprised that, they weren't getting a return. Maybe Netflix just wasn't putting out. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what I mean, the thought process was there, but um, yeah, it seems like they just kind of like up and dropped it um, for for no reason. And because there's another show, right, that just did this, 
and we were just talking about earlier, that's Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Studio Wit, who did the first three seasons of Titan, and they sort of have just seemingly, no one really knows why, they just kind of, boop, they said bye, so MAPPA has picked up for the last season. And um, MAPPA's really good. And MAPPA's Studio, really good. Studio Wit, though, also really good. Um, two mm-hmm. amazing animation studios. So Titan got lucky, in my opinion. They, you know, they went from a good studio to a good studio. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, unfortunately, and another another anime that is a casualty, One Punch Man, um, yeah. where it went from a really good studio to a lower quality studio that doesn't really handle that level of animation. Oh um, no! Wait, wait. What studio did it go to? I don't know the One Punch. What's the season two studio, Kenny? I want to say season one was uh. Man, we're we're uneducated well, on One Punch we're, Man. We're... Season, <laughs> season one of One Punch Man was a it was a outlier in particular because even though the, a, a particular studio was working on it, one director was in charge, and he got animators from several separate studios mm-hmm. and sort of made this made this super team. Oh, Shingo make, Natsume is the guy who you're taking mm-hmm. of Kenny. Yeah, I just he, he made this super it. team to make One Punch Man season one, and then they, Bam. you know, I. Yeah, one I don't know man. the story around season one to season two. I don't know it. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. Kenny, do you know more? I think that um, he didn't want to work for the. He left the animation studio, oh. and the only reason the animators were all there from separate studios was because of him, and so they just had to go with something else, and mm-hmm. so that's why they ended up. I think they ended up selling One Punch Man, and that's why it took so long for season two to come out. Yeah, which is upsetting because it had a huge amount of popularity. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they fumbled that. I think the mm-hmm. the, the yeah that was a big fumble. Um, yeah. So season one, David is by a company called Madhouse. They're yeah. very well known for high quality animation. Madhouse is one of the like to me they're they're what I would consider sort of a top tier studio. Um, they did shows like let's just pull a couple from their most recent years. Um, oh, they did. Hunter Hunter. Oh yes, Hunter was them. Yeah, the new Hunter was them. Uh, yeah. Death Death Paras- Note. Black- oh, they did Black Lagoon and Parasite. Trigon. Parasite, if you've seen that as well. Parasite, yeah. No game, no life. That's Madhouse. Um So a lot of high pretty up dead. there. Oh yeah, the animation quality always very peak when you're watching a Madhouse production. Yeah. It moved over to a company called JC Staff. That's the group that did season two. And they're mm-hmm. kind of known for you know, stuff like the Pet Girl Sakura So and Scientific Railgun and uh, Shakugan no Shana. Uh, I don't know what those are. Azumanga Daio. A little more slice of lifey stuff is what yeah. I would say. So to go to, an, like. to, to go to an... I mean, they did Is It Wrong to try to pick up Girls in a Dungeon. That was JC Staff. Um, I know Kenny likes that show. Yeah. Kenny likes to pick up Girls in the Dungeon. Yeah. I'm like Bell Crannell. What up? I'm about to kill that Minotaur. Oh my Spoilers God. for but yeah. Spoilers One Punch Man. Dungeon. Oh Jesus! I got us completely <laughs> off topic though. Okay, so One Punch Man, Seven Deadly Sins, Attack on Titan. They're mm. all casualties, or they're all pe- shows that are being impacted by this idea that like, if one if a studio is only adapting something seasonally, then for whatever reason or another, a show can just disappear. We won't ever get a new season, or we'll lose it to another studio. And we'll have to. Watch the next season through a different lens uh, without mm-hmm. much uh, to do. Because oftentimes the studio is not going to want to go back to episode one and try to readapt that quickly after, uh, which maybe would be a good idea. Because then you at least get a full like picture 
but it's just probably not going to happen, at least not in the new age of anime. It seems like, right. for the most part, things that have come out between 2010 and 2020, um, if they're airing with one company, they're going to, if they move over to another, they're just going to continue on where it left off. Um, so especially Sins, if they're like 30, 40 episodes in. Yeah. So sins is a casualty of that is what I would consider it, you know, moving over to Dean. And like I said, Dean is not a bad studio at their core. They just botched this for some reason. We don't know why, but they just straight mishandled and misfired on this season and have created an abomination, uh, to be honest. Um, and so we have this wild new season. I need to sit down and actually, I'm going to watch the whole thing eventually. Um, because yeah, I have, I have heard that the net, that Netflix delayed their release in order to try to make the animation look better. Um, and so that's something that I like, is that going to be a common thing? Like, are we going to get more, you know, they did that with Dragon Ball Super too. Did you guys hear about, you guys remember that? Yeah, I, I remember David, the, the were you in Oh, wait, I don't think I know about this. Okay, okay, so I'll tell the audience as well. Way back when Dragon Ball Super first aired, the, the group of animators that were working on it, they kind of crapped it out, to be upfront because the first mm -hmm. season of Dragon Ball Super is like a readaptation of the two Dragon Ball movies that uh, Toriyama worked on. So, uh, ba uh, it's Battle, Battle of the Gods of the and Resurrection F, I think, is the name of the movies. Oh, God, Snow um, so those got adapted into 26 episodes of the anime. So the, each were about 13 episodes. And the handling of those in that adaptation was like, just pump them out really fast. You know, they just wanted to crap them out. So because of that, you have some of the worst animation. And David, I'm talking Naruto. I remember it. I, I remember now. Yeah. I remember the animation. The, yeah. the, specifically, there's this great fight between Beerus and Super Saiyan 3 Goku. Yeah. And oh he's God. looking like straight Chad, dude. He's like, I don't even know what to call Goku during that fight. Oh God, dude, the memories. Dude, dude is looking fresh. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, you've got that same sort of thing. But then when they released those on uh, Blu-ray DVD, the company actually went back in. Toei, they went back and completely remastered and redid all the animation for those episodes. So you, there's actually okay. a version that looks way better. Um, it's just not the version most people had access to because we were mostly, at least in America, uh, we were mostly watching the the TV rips. Uh, people were ripping. It was still that was kind of still in the fan sub territory, um, and Crunchyroll was still putting them out simulcast style. So it was uh, the TV rips that were coming out for Super. So. Uh, we, we won't see the, to get the Blu-rays. You actually have to go buy the Blu-rays and see that version or, or, I mean, they're online now, I think, but pretty weird. So Netflix has taken the same approach. The Escanor versus Meliodas fight still looks kind of ass. I watched the like side by side of like the TV version and the Netflix version and undeniably Netflix made it look better. It definitely yeah. looks better, but it still looks like a rush job. I mean, you're not going to be able to completely. Unless you just erase it and start over, uh, you're not going to be able to fix it completely. Um, so you kind of are going to end up with these messier animations. But overall, that's pretty much it. You know, that's the big thing I wanted yeah. to chat about on Seven Deadly Sins. I do want to say that for me, at least, uh, I, I think that the anime, I think that the series is so cool because it feels like animes from the 80s where the story is not as relevant as like the insane power scaling and just like these insane like battle sequences. And that, mm -hmm. that is something that I think some modern anime have not been able to capture appropriately. They want to, I think that you can, you can have, you know, a, a really good story driven, like one piece, I think is a very powerful story driven anime 
that for the most part, it can be goofy, it can act outside of its own means, but for the most part, you're still getting this sort of uh, shonen feeling from it, right? This this storyline thing. Um, but then there's these other animes, right, that we all have watched that uh, they try to kind of match that, and the story just feels really flat, or it feels really uncomfortable in some ways, and then all of a sudden you're just like, you know, like, I don't want to watch this. Or maybe you, maybe you do just watch it just because. To me, Fairy Tale is the best example of, like, a story that's just really flat and the characters are not as fun. They, I mean, they are fun for the most part, but it's not as, like, exciting. But Seven Deadly Sins does this thing. I would compare it almost to, like, JoJo's, right? And, David, you haven't watched JoJo's? Or you you, you admit it. Don't, 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 don't say that too loud. Oh, I forgot. But it, it's just that same feeling. Like, you know, JoJo's, when it came out in the 80s, there was a storyline driving the series, but the fun part is that everyone is just freaking over the mass, like, these buff, there's just these monstrosities of, of beings that are, like, blasting each other, destroying each other, and that is actually catapulting you forward, you know, you're more excited, more engaged in the next part, and that's what Seven Deadly Sins captured, it captured that, that feeling I had when I watched JoJo's for the first time, because I was like, wow, like, these characters are dope, like, there's a lot of fun characterization, and they're doing yeah. stuff that's just propelling at a good speed. And the pacing of the first two seasons of the anime is top-notch. You know, they were adapting like three to five chapters an episode. So you're getting a super fast-paced show crammed into it also, which is like, this is a really fast-paced... And it works for a show like Seven Deadly Sins, because I bet when you read one chapter, it's probably just like, bang, 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 boom! And then you're like, oh, that, it's up, it's over. You know, there's not a lot of dialogue to dive into, because the author definitely puts the, the action and the... Uh, the power scaling at the forefront, but doesn't it doesn't skimp? I will admit there was a single episode of Seven Deadly Sins. I was not planning on it. There was an episode of Seven Deadly Sins that made me cry, and I was like, I did not think that show was going to hit me like that because I was fully prepared for that show to just be purely battles and and explosions and boobs. Like that's all I thought I was watching. Wait, what episode then, made you cry, bro? Meliodas's backstory. Where it oh yeah, back, yeah. It's he, when he goes into his like. He, like, goes into his little, the training arc. You guys remember this? And he, mm -hmm. he like, goes into the dark space and he has to keep repeating the girl's death over and over and over again. Yeah. At first, I was like, okay, yeah, ha, 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 Meliodas. By the end, I was like, I was like, bitch! Like, my one tear. <laughs> I was like, I was oh like, this God. man, this man is struggling! Um, he has to watch Liz die every time. Over bro, and over, yeah. That watching, shit was sad. I was like, that was some heavy stuff. I was like, this author really snuck some like genuine like. There was that's like a genuine like there was some genuine theming and like some genuine, uh, like writing that went to play there that he used yeah. I, or he I don't know if the author's a he or she I actually don't know the author's name off the top of my head. Um, but the author of Seven Deadly Sins they used something there that was like an actual there was like a powerful little arc within that story right there and I didn't expect that. Uh, but it made me like Meliodas. All of a sudden, Meliodas like became my favorite character. Like from that yep. one moment, I was like, I was like, the moment you give me a character backstory that's that strong, that's that well written, all of a sudden I'm going to care about them more. Especially when you sneak it into the middle of a literal like power fantasy of an anime. Like this anime is like, dudes are just incredibly buff. Escanor is just unfathomable. Like I couldn't He's even the best. when I saw the show, bro. <laughs> Hello, like, Bob. I was like, "What?" Whatever he, he's just like, <laughs> he just like blows up. Dude, I love that. But yeah, uh, I love that he leaves at uh, whenever it gets to noon or whatever. He's like, yes. I, "I I lose my mind or whatever." You're like, "Shit, bro, how oh. strong do you get?" I give Escanor, yeah, that just crazy power scaling, 
And then to sneak in this like very solemn, this very like somber story moment uh, made me, it really took me aback. I don't think it's going to do it much more than that. Cause I thought that it's second attempt to do that at the back end of season two, David, you probably remember this story beat, but there's like this story beat where one of the demons, one of the, the commandments uh, separates from like the guy's body, the human's body. And then like mm. the child, for some reason, the guy's like kid was like reverted back to a little kid instead of like a grown man, which he was a grown man prior to that. He like shows up and like the demon like has like fatherly love for him. And that's like how they like, they like try to encompass this idea that like even monsters can have kids or something like that. And I think that he, the author fell much more flat when attempting mm. to do that story compared to the Meliodas oh. part uh, with Liz. I'm about I think- to say, what can I he- do think that often he 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 really tries to. I, there's a really good part that I don't know if it's in the anime yet between mm-hmm. two of the Ten Commandments that the the demons are just other beings. They aren't they aren't evil inherently, right? right. They aren't because Meliodas is a demon. He's a demon. You know, yeah. he's one of the demon clan, and I, uh, uh, Derriere and the mustache guy mm-hmm. are like the whole reason that they are Ten Commandments. The whole reason they pursued strength is because they just want to be together mm. as a couple. And like, they like they, so there's a, a part where they're like uh, spoilers for seven deadly sins. I think it might just be. Spoilers Sorry. Yeah. We're minute. getting deep into seven deadly sins. Here um, for a minute, but, but they like, they go and they are just, they're just living in a village. And then the knights come to exterminate them. And they're just like, yes, we had to consume human souls to, you know, become to to reclaim our power and to come back to life, basically. But we just want to be together. We're like we love each other, and we just want to be together, and we just want to live on our own. And they come and they like, and they let they call them or whatever. And yeah, right. it's really upsetting. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that's and yeah, that I, I think that that's where the author shines when when he when they sneak in those like solemn moments into the craziness and the absurdity. It's what JoJo's did best too. You know, when JoJo's snuck in, um, simple things like character deaths and character motivations. Like when I think about like Paul Nariff in, in part three, I think that he's a very like secret part of that show that carries it because Paul Nariff's little narrative within the show, uh, you know, the show is really monster of the week, but Paul Nariff kind of has this overlying motivation that goes all the way to his fight with Dio. Um, the fight with Dio, the big fight with Dio at the end. So there's some other pieces there. Sorry, we snuck in some JoJo spoilers. Also, JoJo's um, de- there's the JoJo's curse at the end of every season. Every fucking character dies. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, a five year character. Whoa, Whoa! <laughs> David doesn't see it. What? You know? what the fuck? Don't worry, David. You don't, you don't know who is that or why. real? You don't know who or why or how. Um, yeah, so, it's bizarre. I want you to watch it, but it, yeah, the great thing... It's on my so, list. It's on my list. We should have an episode about JoJo's. We should. I'll, I'll let you watch. Yeah, because obviously Kenny and I have seen it, all of it, but there's a lot, David, so you might want to start like just on your free time, watch a couple, because there's like over 150 episodes at this point. Oh, so, that's like, nothing. In that's your free time, start chugging a couple episodes away so we can do an episode all about JoJo's. Um, so, yeah. speaking of crying... We're going to get into our next anime for the night. <laughs> it's um, time. Great segue. Great segue. Let's get it. Our next anime, we watched this week, uh, Banana Fish. Oh, it's my God. A, it's a mobster drama uh, based in New York City where a handful of different mafias and families are sort of vying for power over New York City, right? Um, it's a mobster drama about 
boy love. About two boys that are in love. Okay, let's yeah. be honest. We love some boys love. Um, and so Banana Fish is about a 17-year-old boy named Ash. Ash. Who we quickly find out, and obviously spoilers for Banana Fish. But Oh, yeah, we spoilers. Quickly, we're oh, going oh, yeah, to so, get deep into Banana Fish. So if you plan on watching it, uh, turn away now. We'll, I'll put the mm-hmm. time marker in the description so you can jump ahead. Hell, yeah. We quickly find out about that whenever he was a young boy, he was uh, sexually assaulted and raped by a by his baseball coach um, on several occasions. And finally, as an eight-year-old boy, he murders this baseball coach. Um, with a gun. With, with a gun. A gun. He shoots with him. a gun. So then he gets uh, sort of some sort of pressure from his community that finally he runs away from home because he – is upset with his dad and his dad. Yeah, his dad kind of like in that episode with his dad. His dad is like, um, kind of weird about that story, honestly. Right. I think his dad <laughs> hates gays. That is possible. He's, he's, right? not, <laughs> he's um, not gay though, but I think it was like because of him having some kind of sexual thing with the with a, adult. Yeah, that's yeah. Instead of thinking like, oh, this adult's fucking my kid, right, I should right. be mad at the adult. He's mad at his son. It was yeah. weird. That, no, I, has, that's exactly it, David. Uh, he has that, that that he's like, uh, you know, he was such a good person in our community. And, you know, and he instills the one thing he says, if if you're going to let him do that, make him pay for it. And I think that that sticks with Ash. Literally. A, it sticks with Ash a lot throughout his development and throughout what we see in his series. And so then we we meet our Japanese insert character, uh, Hiro, Achan. Um, and he is sort of this wide-eyed, naive person who gets thrown in this huge crime drama. Um, characters, obviously nobody is safe. Characters die left and right. And, you know, we sort of just develop this connection between this naive, young Japanese boy and this hardened, uh, young American boy who was sexually abused and sold multiple times yeah he 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 became a young prostitute yeah i must say he literally used it he he was raped pretty regularly Mm -hmm. and so because he was a beautiful boy um and so he he sort of learned to live in his scenario and there's this sort of you know achan wants to free him of that and allow him to be you know a 17 year old kid again and that's sort of the story of Banana Fish. And obviously, we're going to get to a lot more spoilers. We're going to talk about the mm-hmm. ending. But I think, first and foremost, I want to talk about the fucking music in this show. The, the first theme, the first opener? Oh, my fucking God. I love uh, the, the first, the first all, ending, all the song. Oh all the music. God. Each of their themes. Okay, Dino's theme. <laughs> Dino is the main mob boss and the main antagonist mainly mm-hmm. throughout the show. And his theme is so good because it's like it's just this slow, da da, and then it it, it it and it go da 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 da, and then the piano comes in and it's like it's so menacing yet powerful because he is this sort of, you know, this mafia boss, this you know, king of New York basically mm-hmm. who likes and to fuck little boys. Uh, and it's yeah. paralleled by Achon's theme, which is this very soft, delicate piano music. And it's so – I love whenever it goes from Dino to moments with Ash and, and Achan to just sort of, I don't know, juxtapose those two 
two themes and two ideas. Put them next so, to each uh, other. Man, the music was something fucking else. Man. Kenny, Jerry, what did what, Jerry, what did you think about okay, the music? So obviously, I got eleven episodes in. I didn't watch the whole show. I they watched it all. There's twenty four episodes, right? So Jerry I got I got about half, close to halfway through. And honestly, it was I was going to drop it completely after episode two. I I almost couldn't keep watching it. Um, I think the music was actually pretty good. I think there's some parts of the show that were really well done. Um, and Kenny pretty much nailed the plot. I don't think the plot really diverts from what Kenny just said at all. Like it's pretty, right. it's actually pretty for what's kind of like a mystery crime drama. It's, it's actually pretty straightforward plot. The plot, the right. plotting is actually pretty uh, linear. If that makes any sense, there's not a lot of diversions or a lot of uh, side subplots or anything like that. At least in the first 11 episodes, I don't know how I assume it seems pretty straightforward. So I don't know if it gets too messy yeah. in the back half, but I don't think so. But right. I feel like the main point of the story wasn't to be confusing. It was yeah. To it's, be... it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. David. Yes. So to add a little bit more to the the story. So in the first episode, our main character stumbles upon this person who hands him this mysterious vial oh, of, yeah. or it's like it's some weird material. Yeah, it's like a little. And, yeah. yeah, it's like a little thing. It's like powder, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And so, and that's like where the mystery part comes in. So there's right. this drug called banana fish mm-hmm. that's being, you know, created with the help of the mafia, which is led by Dino, who mm-hmm. owns Ash. And this drug basically has the power to make you go ape shit crazy. And yeah, there's also some kind of like hypnosis with it too. So you can give a person the drug and you can kind of bend them to your will. Yeah. And so the, the doctor, first half of the show. Oh, the doctor describes it as a bad LSD trip that never ends. Yes. Yeah. And so like the first half of the show, we the we kind of see doctors that are under Dino trying to perfect it. And then it does become perfected mm-hmm. and then the last half of the show is ash and the gang trying to stop it from um it then it the plot kinds of it, it it grows into this catastrophic uh thing where now all of a sudden the u.s government's getting involved right. and you realize dino's working with the government to like take control over smaller nations for resources like oil and i think uh cocaine or some yeah. drug that's and the last one yeah. i watched he killed the uh he killed someone who was like running for president, and I was yeah. Like, yeah I was like, <laughs> like, what's happening? I was like, where are we going with this? Um, yeah. So, so you it, it like just it 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 expands in terms of scale. You start from this you know little small alleyway in New York, and then it's a global scale thing. So that was right. a pretty beat the story. Yeah, and for for me, I like the characters. I like the show a lot. I think. I'm a, a little biased because it reminded me of Black Lagoon mm-hmm. because of not spoiling Black Lagoon at all, but it's a Black Lagoon in the most basic sense is a person from a very fucked up reality meets a person from a very innocent reality. And you're kind of seeing how those realities clash and they learn about the other person and they learn about their experiences and kind of make a new reality being exposed to, to the both extremes. And that's kind of what Achan and Ash go through, where you had having a really fucked up life. Ag, who is he's a pole vaulter from Japan. Oh, he's, yeah. he's nineteen. Regular vaulter, ass life. Takes regular pictures. ass life. But he likes to take pictures too. Yep. And uh, yeah, he likes to take pictures. The only reason why he's even even in the U.S. is because he's having like a pole vaulting slump. 
Yeah, he was he's like, just, <laughs> he's just, he's moping, he's depressed. And then a photographer comes up, it's like, hey, I'm going to the US, want to come with me? And he's yeah. like, okay. And then they just go. So silly. And so, um, so yeah, so I really like the, the seeing those two completely opposite reality class. And I thought the animation, I like the artwork, the, the well style, done. the, Yep. The, the gunfights. Let me ask. Characters. I liked it all. I really I, a, I want to guess about the ending because I have two theories. Right. Okay, you guess. Gonna end. You, you guess it, and we'll tell I you. I want you all to confirm because I'm not going to watch the end. So I either am guessing that one, either Ash or AG dies at the end or they beat Dino and they live happily ever after. I think those are the only two endings um, that either, but my gut was telling me that Ash is going to die before the end of the show. But that was my gut. What? Confirm or deny? What happens at the end, boys? So, uh, as as we all know, at the end, Aslan Colin Reese gets stabbed. Oh, um, so good! <laughs> Does he die though? It wasn't confirmed that it's, he died. It, okay, I'm so fucking. I knew it. There's, okay, 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 Jerry, okay. So this is what happens. This is what happens. <laughs> what happens? So, yeah, tell me. Okay, so the last. I'll just say the last. Because probably like four episodes in, I was like. One of these bitches ain't making it out. <laughs> like, wait, 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 but did you see Shorter's death? I did. I saw Shorter's death. You made it to Shorter's I death. I made it to Shorter's I love, death, yeah. You, I mean, you saw Shorter's death and was like, I can't watch this? Uh, okay, it, I'll admit, episode 10 and 11, which are the last two I watched, is the first time I felt the show... Oh, I, I have more opinion. I'll tell you all my little thoughts. Okay, about, okay, okay, okay. 10 and 11 is the first time I felt, for a minute, I was like, maybe I should finish this. But, oh, we lost Kenny. Um... <laughs> We, we don't need him. Time to cut him out. No, um, he'll get back in. Wait till he gets back. Kenny, can you hear We'll us? keep this in. This is uncensored and unedited. Oh, last time I edited the Kenny drop out. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in this okay, time. We're, keep, we're keeping the Kenny Fuck drop it, we're in. doing it live. Okay, um, no, oh, we're doing it live. Crashed. Okay, oh, well. um, okay, so... Uh, no, yeah, David, I just watched... The episode I just watched ended with uh, the... You keep talking, I can hear you by the closer door. Oh, Dino called the... Pre- or Dino killed that presidential candidate... He's he's weaponizing the uh, the banana fish, and mm-hmm. Ash and Squad have kind of regrouped is the word I would use because they they kind of had this whole team of youngins that helped them break out of the the mansion. I, all I'll say oh, yeah. is that yeah, ten and eleven were the first two episodes where I went, damn, maybe I should finish this. But I hate that it took me ten episodes before I was like invested for the first time. Um, it's like whole three and a half hours in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, there. That's like over a third of the show at that point, and I'm already it, like before I had a moment where I said, "Oh, I can't." Like that was the scene where Ash is on a killing spree through that mansion. That's the only, and that was like it was almost a whole episode of it. That was yeah. that yeah. episode. I was like, "Damn, that was fun. That was a good that, episode." I was bro. like, "I was like, I kind of like that." Um, you, uh, you didn't even get to the best episode where he does that shit. Whenever he goes for uh, Arthur, man, he gets another one. Whenever, oh, yeah. uh, the, Ash the Arthur fight's Arthur, really good. Yeah. Okay, fuck Arthur. I had a feeling he's dead. He dies, right? I knew he, he was. Ash kills him. Ash I kills knew it was going to happen. I, <laughs> the show. Okay, and that's okay. Okay, 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 okay. Back. Let me. I gotta get. So I dropped. I'm not going to watch the rest. I don't plan to. I, I have what like 14 episodes left that I could have watched, but I think that I I couldn't I couldn't get it. I, it just wasn't. I I have to. The best way I can put it is that it, it's a good show that does a lot of things right. But I just don't know if I was the right audience for Banana Fish. Like, I just don't know. I, I've never been a mob fan to begin with. Um, and then the fact that it was kind of... It's it's honestly, in the first 11 episodes, it's definitely a romance series. It's not... It, it may try to hide it sometimes by putting 
sort of the shonen elements, the guns and the fighting and the drugs and all this stuff. Um, but at its core, there there's a lot of romance at play, either between Ash and Eiji or some of the other it's characters. It's not romance. There's <laughs> what? No, there's no romance. I would Ash and Eiji. It's probably like bromance. No, they they want to fuck, dude. 100%. They don't. No, hundred percent. They just no. have an understanding love of each other. Bro, They're just they, they, in love. Uh, Jerry, okay. just because they made out doesn't mean they want to fuck. Bro, I'm just saying. Okay, I think that there is it. In the, Kenny's right. Boys love is the right word for it. It's sort of this. It is romance, but it's romance played in a different way. It's it's a brotherly romance. type romance. Yeah, it, it is. So I'll give it that. But it definitely is. It's a it's a powerful part of the plot in the at least the first eleven, oh, yeah. and I assume it stays with it. I don't. I don't think the it, show. Yeah, because the show did. If you know, uh, the manga ran in a shojo magazine. This was not a shonen ma- manga. This was a shojo manga, which means the primary and intended audience that the author was going for was uh, young females. Um, is sort of the audience for this show. Um, but the show is given a lot of credit. I did some research on it. Uh, this manga was given a lot of credit for being one of the first series to kind of break the the gender roles to, to bring in more male audience members to a shoujo series. It was one of the first series to kind of do that um, because this manga originally came out in the God dang eighties. Um, it came out way back in the eighties and it, it ran from mm-hmm. the mid eighties to the early nineties. Um, 10 years. And so, yeah, I, I think that again, I think there are certain elements of the show that are certainly watchable. They're good. But for me, it was just tough. I, I didn't feel drawn into it. I think that, um, and I have I have two pretty major like production complaints that I think may have caused part of that because I don't think the story was particularly bad by any means. The story was is it, the the writing is actually not bad. Um, I actually think the dialogue and the delivery by the the actors and the show pretty well put together. I think what killed it for me in the first half and that made me want to drop it is the pacing. I think that the show wasn't paced very well, and I want to attribute that to. Most likely, I don't know why. Again, I've never read the manga, but I have an assumption that when they sat down to adapt all 19 volumes of the manga, they had to cut some stuff out and they had to make mm-hmm. some decisions because squeezing 19 volumes into a 24 episode anime series is pretty difficult. That's that's a pretty constrained amount of episodes for that amount of content. So you can tell in the first three episodes, especially that the pacing was on overdrive. And I looked it up; they covered like almost 30 chapters in three episodes, which is like an absurd amount of, I I felt it. I remember I got done with episode three and I said, they had to have chopped out so much plotting to try to get us to where we need to be this fast. Um, Because the end of episode three is the first time where AG like cries over Ash. And I remember thinking I'm less than an hour into the show. And these characters have had like a conversation and now they're like emotionally invested in each other. And I was like, there's got to be some pieces that are missing here that I think got cut out. And it seems by about episode eight or nine, they've, they've, they severely slowed the pacing back down. They got it back down to like a more manageable amount per episode. And yeah, so things once, felt, huh? Once we get to Dino's mansion, I think yes. that uh, at that point, everything flows exactly how it feels. And that's why I, I felt like yeah. for the first time ever, when I got to episode 10, I was like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested again. I think that it took the mm. show too long in the front half to establish like a quality pace. And I think that unfortunately that means that if you are like me, where it's like, I only really give a show two or three episodes before I usually would drop it. If I'm not interested, you might. And that's why I'm like, damn, maybe I should go ahead and back watch the back end because 
as of episode 10 and 11, I was like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested now. Um, mm. but it just took a lot, a lot longer to get me there. Um, and a lot, I mean, for some other animes, that's all they got, right? Like a race was only what, 12 episodes. And at this point yeah. I already have watched almost as much of banana fish as I have of race. And it took me almost until the entirety of that to even go like, Oh, I kind of want to get into this. Um, so I think pacing yeah. was a big issue in the front half of the show. Uh, that, that's the only like, that's like one of the big technical issues that I think it faced. Um, cause other than that, I do think the story is maybe a little, and you guys can disagree. I think it was a little melodramatic, right? So like where it felt soap opera ish, if that makes any sense. Like it, 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 it was almost a little bit too like uh, romanticized. There was too many moments where it was like the drama was a little pressured. Um, it felt, uh, I'm thinking of the word, whatever. It felt a little more, uh, yeah, melodramatic is the only word I would use. And I think because of that, uh, it turned me off a little bit from some of the other other moments. And, and yeah, I think I like Ash as a character, though. And I think that's the one thing that kind of kept me coming back once I started to get into it a little bit more is Ash. His characterization is pretty good. Um, and he has a pretty well well drafted. You know how Ash is going to react in certain scenarios, and when when you can, right. when you can see that, like you're that that's a good character. Usually, if a character has a, like a style or like a a way that they respond that is a pretty man like they're not going to act outside of a defined means, then then you know like that's pretty well plotted for a character. So I like Ash because I think they did a good job with him. Um, but aside from that, I had a tough time getting into, I kind of liked the direction Shorter was going. They killed him. I liked the direction. What was the kid's name that died in like episode two? Skipper. Um, oh, Skipper. Dude. Skipper. Skip. Yeah. yeah. I like, I was like, I, I wanted to be sad about that, but I was like, I don't even know this kid. I was like, who is this? Yeah, I can I was, tell that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, this was supposed to. And then when I realized that's like 30 something chapters in, I was like, yeah. there was so much that we probably got to know this kid and it just got it got uh, sidelined, unfortunately. So the death didn't feel as like it, I wasn't as uh, emotion shorter. We obviously got a much better arc yeah. before his death. And I don't know. And you said Arthur gets killed and I'm sure Dino probably dies by the end or um, mm-hmm. something along those lines. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but, and then Ash obviously is, uh, I mean, I guessed it from like episode two, he was probably going to die knowing that he's like dead or David, you said he's like, Maybe it's like up to the audience to interpret whether he's dead at the end or yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. There was it's a home. there's a Garden of Eden. There's a post manga. Oh, like, uh, uh, over. I, I don't know what you call like a one yeah, one chapter. I know what like you mean. 80 like, page. A, like a an ep- uh, epilogue. Epilogue. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like a, mm. uh, it, it. Ash absolutely he dies. It, it's uh, Ag returns to New York much later in life oh. and sort of walks back through. Uh, you know, some of the places and some of the spots that he saw. And he, Dang. he's like, sometimes I imagine him here still, you know, uh, um, I would see, like to read the manga because, because there are, there are a lot of deaths. Yeah. There's a lot of deaths in the anime, but I didn't all, because I, I do agree with the point that it was pretty melodramatic. There were a lot of dramatic sequences in the anime mm-hmm. and I didn't really feel connected to any of them. Yeah. Um, I, I cried at least two, three times in a race because the pacing in that right. show was pretty perfect. You, it like does a great job of building up characters and not to compare this to a race, but just because right. we talked about a race. We just did it recently. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel any real connection to the characters. I liked the characters for what they were. Um, but as far as like actually having like a, 
an emotional connection to them, mm-hmm. I didn't really. And yeah. even like seeing Ash die at the end after seeing him throughout the whole 24 episodes, I was like, that sucks. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I cried. I cried. I, I feel like if the only death that might have mattered, it would have been Ash's. Like, if yeah. I had gotten to the end, that's the only one that maybe could have. But yeah, like, I, like, Shorter's death was probably supposed to be emotional. Yeah. I mean, like, I wanted to cry for Shorter's yeah. death because I really liked his character. Yeah, I was like, and, damn, they, they got him with banana fish. They made him try to kill his love or the person he cares a lot about in front of him. His and best then they made friend. Him, yeah. Ash shoot him in the heart. Like, that's yep. a pretty shitty scenario. But I watched it and I was like, Huh. I was like, <laughs> pretty, pretty emotionless, unfortunately, during that yeah. moment. I was pretty fucking sad, guys. Um, For shorter? I, yeah, I, I would like to say there were two spots that I think are the most emotional moments. And it's there's one moment where, just before the big fight, basically, mm-hmm. um, AG is kidnapped again. AG gets kidnapped like five times. Um, he's a damsel obvi- in distress. Which, he's obviously, he's he's... he's He's incapable of performing in this mafia world. Right. But Ash is like sitting in this window and he's crying and he's like, please, please, God, don't let them take AG. Just take me instead. Please, please. And he's that was that him. almost that was okay. I remember that part almost got me. Okay. Yeah. And then whenever Ash meets with uh Yue Long, the the head of the Chinese at that point, um mm-hmm. Uh, there's a subplot where the Chinese mafia gets overthrown by their youngest brother. He goes through and like kills all of them. Right. That was like um, building where I am, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, uh, we'll give you AG back, but you have to kill yourself right here, right now. And he hands him the gun and he takes the gun and he pulls the trigger. And he's like, there's no bullets. And Yue Long's like, what the fuck? Okay. And everybody there is like, He's like, come on, is that it? Uh, I I just have to kill myself? You, you'll let him free? You promise? Yeah, come on. And you're Dang. like, oh my god. How much Ash truly cares about AG and, and, and saving him? Yeah. So, yeah, and like I said, I think Ash was the character I was, I was building to like a little bit, so I think that there's there was room for us to like him by the end, for sure. Enough to care about his death. But I did yeah. have a Huh? You didn't even meet some of my favorite characters. Really? There are, there are characters that get introduced in the back half yeah. that you guys like Wait. a lot? Yeah, did you meet Kane Blood? Mm-mm. Kane no. Blood! You, you didn't meet, and you uh, you definitely didn't meet Blanca. You love Kane Blood. Blanca. So there, are two, there are two solid Blanca. mobsters that show up in the back half. Yeah, so... so you got oh, it, David. Okay, the Kane oh. Blood is the head of the, the black gang, the uh, black people in New York. Oh! Um, which he works He's with... He's dope uh, as fuck. Ash works <laughs> with... Uh, the Chinese, the new Chinese head, uh, Singh, and he works mm. with Kane Blood mainly to take down Dino and, you know, deal with the Chinese. And then Blanca is Ash's mentor, oh. who had previously retired, and he's brought back into the game by Dino. And then he's he's definitely a, he's a mercenary-type character where he's bad, and he works for Dino, and then he works for the Chinese and then finally he changes sides and is like, listen, Ash, like, I'm with you. Like and so he's a part of the final battle. So hmm. he's like a retired like Russian like Spetsnats like soldier. Yeah. So he's hella okay. skilled. He's a badass. Yeah. Very interesting. I wonder yeah, I mean, and honest I, I Alyssa and I just weren't feeling it, so I can't imagine we'll watch the ending, but I might watch some books <coughs> or something just to see some of the back end because I'm There's a lot I, of highlights in the back end. Yeah, so I mean that's unfortunate. That again, I felt like it was getting better, 
around episode 10, so maybe I need to revisit it um, and go ahead and finish it up. Even though I know the... I, I guessed the ending before you guys even told me, so I'm not even worried. Um, um, Obvious, right? I mean... It, one... Yeah, it kind of had to happen. That Like, the story yeah. set itself up like that from, from the beginning, and I think that it had to happen. My only other curious moment that I want to ask you guys about is, like, is there anything else revealed about the drug itself? Because, like, I felt like the drug, for it being, like, the namesake of the series was really not the primary other than the fact that it sort of it caused Ash's circumstance in some ways. Right. I don't really see the drug as like as a major player as of episode eleven. Like do you feel like it did, David? Yeah, so it I don't remember the specific like what was happening around episode eleven, but mm-hmm. near the end it definitely does become like the huge focus focus in the plot. Okay. Because um it's basically falling into the hands of the bad guys and Ash and Squad are doing what they can to get it out of their hands right. and to destroy it once and for all, because mm. it's basically on the level of like starting a, like World War Three. Mm. Okay, so interesting. It definitely. I think there is a point in the in the, in the twenty four episodes where it kind of loses loses its relevance for a little yeah. bit, but it definitely comes back because it's like perfected. The person that created it dies, but then it's picked back up by another scientist. And- Ah, yeah, the episode and, I just watched, the both the scientists that had established it were killed. Ash killed them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Ash but then another them. scientist comes up and then he he picks it up, perfects it, and then he's like, "Hey, Dino!" Right. And actually, US one government. of the, one of the scientists doesn't die, Jerry. Uh, the oh. the one that Ash shoots, the brother, he does. The die. good guy the scientist one, lives or whatever. The one that the other works. guy he gets he ends up getting kidnapped, and then they uh, they give him the drug and then pick his brain to try and finish uh, it. And then yeah, we, we have Doctor Mannerheim, who is this this third scientist that is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah, yeah. So I shithead. That's good to know that the the drug still plays it because I think in the first half I was kind of back and forth about like, do they really care about this banana fish? Is this more you know? Was it? And then it was getting a little more integral as we were getting a bit into it. So I was like, okay, maybe this is going to pick up. I also thought it was funny because I thought that the characters knew banana fish was the drug from the beginning, but then there was like mm-hmm. this reveal in like episode four or five where they were like banana fish isn't a person it's a drug and i was like wait what the fuck i thought we already knew that and i was like oh they thought yeah, it was an organization yeah, yeah like they a thing the organization like a, was banana but it, it just sped through that front half so fast that like yeah i i didn't catch like that there was other underlying components there i was like god this is it was like mock speed in the first three episodes um i mean 30 chapters an episode that's pretty that's fast that's hell it's really fast I, that's yeah. really fast um, okay, so the other big thing that I want to talk about about Banana Fish, which I thought was really odd, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this, was okay. there any reason for it to be modernized? I couldn't figure out why the show was happening in a modern day when this is not – when if you look at the manga, it, none of that was there. I couldn't figure right. out what, what about the directors of the anime thought it was a good – like I felt like this story would have actually held up much better – had we been saying this was happening in the 80s. Um, right. So I was confused why the animation team went for a modern-day approach. Um, uh, do you guys feel like it, it played off, or did it... Like, I, I, I didn't feel one way or the other about it. I felt like okay. if it was in the 80s, it, it would have been the same story either way. And yeah. so I think they just decided to modernize it to target modern audiences, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, like to make it more relatable yeah. people of today's age. But I'm like the same. I wouldn't have cared if it was, if it was '80s or that it was modern. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it would have really affected the story. There were p- parts where 
you know, they use like cell phones and they yeah. use computers to do research. iPhones, research. Yeah. There was all right. sorts of stuff where it's kind of like shoehorned in where I felt like they were trying to convince us this was happening in the modern day, despite obviously like they kept the, the, the dress of the eighties. Like everyone was, yeah, the style was very eighties. Yeah. They were still dressed like the eighties, but then they would like randomly have like iPhones or like tablets. Yeah. And I would be like, why are they like, I just feel like the, the animation team just had no, like they could have just, it could have just been a newspaper or like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't need to shoehorn that in. And I felt like it hurt for me at least. What makes this show so groundbreaking is that because of its time period in place, this idea of like two guys having like an emotional relationship deeper that was like a deep emotional relationship, that's pretty like telling of a time that was not with it, you know, like not about it. But all of a sudden, transplant this story into the 2019, 2020 time period. Um, and all of a sudden, you're kind of like, there's lots of stories about similar things that have happened in today's time period as things are more accepted and more uh, open, in the open. So I felt like it was kind of, it actually takes a bit of the gravity of the situation away by like implant, which again, for most of the show, you kind of can get lost and believe that it's the 80s because the, the, like, the way they dress the way they speak, uh, it's all very, they didn't change any of that. It looks just like the manga, but then all of a sudden you'll like see someone pull out an iPhone and you'll be like, what are you, what? I'm like, it kind of breaks yeah, that. It that was a weird clash at, at points yeah. like that, I'll admit. Yeah. People like that now though. I, I gotta be honest. I, I wasn't too taken aback by the style because uh, I think that style nowadays is so, you know, such a wide spectrum that people, yeah. I, I could see people dress like that. Like the outfit. That's true. Wears, that's true. Whenever it goes to Chinatown is like, that's an outfit that some, that I could see somebody wearing today. Yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. So some of the olden stuff has actually come back into style now. Mm -hmm. So it actually kind of looked in place for the modern day too. But um, no. again, I just like, I just, I think the show, I'm curious about the manga because I want to know what it feels like with a 100% 80s setting. Um, I think that maybe it would add a bit of the gravity back in that I felt was, that came off more melodramatic in the new adaptation, I wonder if I would have felt more, would have felt like it was actually more, like, well, like, well-spent energy if it was in the 80s. But I don't know. It may it may feel the same. The series is kind of soap opery anyway. Um, right. I wonder why they went with the approach of rushing it so, trying to shove I don't know. 10 years worth of manga chapters into a 24 episode. Yeah, that's a great and question. Um, because this could have been like a seasonal thing they just yeah. like spaced it out I think they easily could have adapted this and just gone a little longer like I don't know what maybe it was a studio issue maybe it was the company's issue I'm not sure I couldn't find any information really about why they went with the route that they went with the 24 episode thing um, it was animated by MAPPA which yeah, and that's we why love it MAPPA looks, that's why it looks so good oh, yeah. great. Alyssa and I kept saying like damn it this show just looks good. Um, it, it looks really, really yeah, we were, good. This show just looks good. I'm about um, to say whatever, whatever they, whatever the the Arthur uh, Ash duel episode is one of the best, really well done episodes and fights. Yeah, yeah. I might have to just uh, watch that fight because I do want to watch uh, that. I think. Yeah, the whole scene from whenever they start their duel to to the end of that episode is so good. And they just good. knife fight, Jerry. They're just they knife fight. Classic. That's pretty gang, baller. Gang leader knife fight. Yep. That's kind of baller app. It's pretty baller. That's kind of okay. That's kind of dope. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's the the kind of the second like big complaint I have with the show. With like was like just changing the time period um, and the pacing. I think those are the two 
with those two things adjusted, I think the show would have been a much better watch for me. Um, and again, I, I just don't, I, I don't know if I was the right audience for this show. I think that it's designed for, you know, the author knew what they were doing when they were making it a little more melodramatic, a little more soap opery, because they were appealing to the young female audience when they were writing it. Um, and she, the author's a woman, so. And yes, I assumed it was a woman, but I, I yeah. don't, shoujos can be written by men too, I think, but um yeah, so I mean, I assume they knew what they were doing. This was intentionally designed to appeal to a 16-year-old girl. Um and that that makes sense that I'm, you know, I'm a 26-year-old man. So I understand that like traditionally this wouldn't be my cup of tea to begin with. Um so I'm surprised that I enjoyed some parts of it at all. I think that uh seeing that there was such a that's and I said it earlier, but like the author definitely put some time into the characterizations that I think was it, it paid off for the author. So Right. Um, pretty good job there. I do want to. Uh, you guys started on the music. I wanted to mention my. The only thing that threw me off once is during one scene. I can't even remember where it happened, but during one scene they had this one music track, and it was like, um, it reminded me of like a Final Fantasy like boss dungeon match. You know, like and it was like the same little like like riff that they just did over and over and over again. And for some reason, it played for like a solid like six minutes. And by like minute four or five, I look at Alyssa and I'm like, Alyssa, has this song just been playing like without change? And she was like, yeah, I think it has. And we like listened for another like two or three minutes until it finally like changed the song. But it was like just this one like guitar riff like over and it was like. What was happening? Like, what was the theme? I can't, I can't remember which scene it was. It was one of the action scenes. But um, it was crazy because I was like. I was like, why are they doing that? I was like, I was like, who made this choice? I was like, is this the, like, are we on the boss? Like, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I was like, and I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Um, what but that was like the I, only I, moment I caught it. Most of the time the music worked really well in the show, but that one yeah. riff, I just was like, I was like, what is, and it was, it was not as like, after I heard it for four minutes straight, I was like, "I that's not I don't like that anymore." I was like, "I don't want that no more." Um, but it was a uh, yeah, and I didn't get it. There's a second opening. You guys said that happens. In the second yes, half. was a second opening. But you liked opening ending. one better. I personally like the first opening. Well, the second opening is really good too. So I it's, it's hard. Opening. Okay, my favorite song I think would be the first ending song. The first ending. Yes, was, they they integrated that song really well into the back half of some the, of the show. episodes. Yeah. 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 So that I did want to the song that. itself is a is so good too. Yeah. I've just been like listening to the to the whole song yeah. on repeat the past few days. The show definitely like did something most anime don't, which is they integrated that ending song into the actual tension of the episode. You know, they they found endings that they could end it on that the music worked with the scene. So I thought that was a really cool choice. Um cuz not most shows won't do that nowadays. You know, usually it's a hard cut and then it goes to the ending song, but um, other than that, I think that overall, um, you guys should rate it. I'm not going to give it because for me, we, it was a drop. What? So we, should, we, should, we should do our ratings like at the same time. We'll, we'll like say our number at the same time, the and, same then we time. Can and then we can explain. Well, I'm going to give it an NA since I didn't finish the show. Okay, so, so it should be me and Kenny. Yeah, Kenny and David. What would you guys rate it? Okay. Three, two, one. Seven. Seven. That's, you guys gave it the same number. What? <laughs> Whoa! Seven That's out of crazy. ten. I really enjoyed it. I, okay. I, the animation. Here's the thing: the animation, the music, and just the, the general feel of the show is good. Period. Right? That's great. The pacing is a little hard in the beginning, 
Um, we didn't even get to talk about my favorite character, Max Lobo, really. Um, and I love the I love the the uh, that was Sanji. <laughs> the, the parallels of each character is sort of associated with animals, and they sort of act in that in that fashion. How Dino's a dinosaur, and lynx. Ash Ash is a lynx, and Max mm -hmm. is the wolf. He's the yep. the, the Lobo, and so I I really liked how they all functioned. Um, and then Yue Long, his name is it's associated with the moon or something, and then obviously Blanca. Mm. I I just liked how each character sort of you know had these separate like writing tropes i guess that were associated with them and how they acted um and then i love it near the end ag says but you're not a leopard mm. he looks at he looks at ash and ash tells the story about how this leopard cool. is frozen all the way top all the way at the top of mount kilimanjaro why did it go up there what, you know why would it continue to climb and ag's like you're not a leopard Damn. And you're like, yeah, obviously, right? Even though the whole show they had been comparing characters to animals, you know, Ash is a wild beast, you know, I have to rein him in and things like that. And that's they not call, They call him the devil multiple times. Yeah. He's a devil. A demon. Yeah. Gonna rule over New York for the better or whatever. And, right. and AJ is just like, listen, man, stop fucking, you know, that's not you. Right. Be yourself. <clears throat> And so, and then I also, okay, I didn't like in the beginning, the ending, he gets killed by some random dude. Like, we get introduced to Singh's stepbrother, his name's Lau, mm -hmm. and he sort of has this Arthur attitude where he is against Ash, mm. right? He's against Ash 1 because he killed Shorter, and they never, Ash makes, is like, I'm keeping on the DL that I killed him for this reason, right? I'm mm. not telling people about the banana fish thing. And then... Lau is the one that ends up stabbing Ash, Ash, and it's because he lets his guard down because AG gives him a plane ticket to Tokyo, and so he, he begins running to the airport, and Lau comes out of nowhere and stabs Ash, and is like, I, I don't know why, like, I've been following you for days, and you've never let your guard down, and then all of a sudden you have. Yeah, and then, dude. then Ash shoots Lau in the street, and he stumbles back to the library and dies right there after reading AG's letter. And I was upset with it because I was like, Lau is such an unimportant character. But then I was mm. like, well, people die. And people maybe, get yeah, killed. maybe it had to be that way. Right. And you don't you don't get the choice to who kills you. And you don't die a hero's <clears throat> death because you're, you know, you're this mob lord who just took out three mafia bosses and took mm -hmm. down a whole organization. No, you know, if somebody wants you dead and they're capable of doing it, they're gonna do it. And I think that you know that I I become more okay with the fact that that this random guy sort of just stabs Ash in the street and he dies just like everybody else had been, you know, just another part of gang violence. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a build up to it too, where because there's multiple scenes beforehand where that guy is like constantly voicing his opinion that he doesn't like Ash, like the Chinese yeah. shouldn't follow Ash, like he killed Shorter, like fuck that guy. Right. So yeah, it wasn't so like a complete surprise, but. That, that's yeah. a cool point of view, though, Kitty, to talk about how, like, yeah, people mm -hmm. die of gang violence, and it doesn't matter who you are, but, like, what? that character was going to die that way. Um, but, they yeah, so... shot you in the street. Solid 7 out of 10 from you, Ken. Uh, David, what do you think? Wrap Final thoughts on Banana Fish? Uh, I'll be quick. So, okay. I like the characters. At, I didn't think about this 
while I was watching the show, but after discussing it and thinking back on it, the pacing was, as we've all discussed, was also an issue for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were so many characters I liked a lot that died mm-hmm. that I wish I had an emotional reaction to, but I didn't because it was the pacing, how it was rushed in terms mm-hmm. of all these things that are happening. I didn't get to have that reaction. Um, I definitely want to start reading the manga just mm-hmm. to, because I would love to get more, you know, backstory, more plot uh, on 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 this universe. Learn more about the characters. Mm-hmm. I give the anime itself a seven. I was originally going to get it scored higher than Erased, but mm-hmm. after the discussion of our our hesitances with yeah. that, I was like, okay, I I can't make it higher than Erased. Erased actually like made me cry. Erased was this, really good, yeah. Erased was really good, mm-hmm. and I thought this show was really good too. But yeah. um, you know, there's some some shortfalls here and there so um yeah so i i gave it a seven That's it's a really good i i would recommend it to watch it for those that are listening it's yeah. a great it, it is a good watch um the music is really good. Oh, good the the plot itself is a really good plot and uh i if there's also a lot of good action sequences as well um, Ash kills a shit ton of people. So many guys. I, I don't know if we talk about that. He, he does kills, kill a lot of people. He, he kills a lot of people. <laughs> I think there's like a point in the show where he just kills people to kill them and he's like, yeah. I'm a monster. I'm a, I'm disgusting. I'm I'm a murderer. There's blood on my hands. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Ash, and then you're AG embraces him and you're like oh. You're like my yeah. boys. <laughs> I love it, my boys. My yeah. boys. And and that's the thing, like moments like that would be beautiful and would tug at your heartstrings if it wasn't happening on episode three. Yeah, you know? exactly, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, the pace. Yeah. I think it, as it happens, as it happens farther along, I'm much more connected to them. I yeah. think that um, whatever Dino's death is really emotional, even you know, to yeah. finally be rid to be rid of that character. And yeah. I think that um, do they kill Dino I, by injecting him with banana fish? No, no. You, 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 you might you might be mad at the way he died. Why? How did he I die? Actually, Dino gets shot, die, but huh? he gets shot by his. So he ends up hired because Blanca will no longer work with him, and Blanca's really the only one who is sort of savvy enough to defeat Ash. Mm-hmm. He hires a sort of ghost squad, a handful of guys who are dead to the U.S. government. Uh huh. And a suicide this squad. dude, yeah, this yeah. dude gets a. He really likes Ash, and he wants to take over control of Ash, and so he shoots Dino. What? Yeah. That's it? He, he straight up betrays Dino and says, Ash doesn't Ash. get a moment to kill him? Nope. God and then, damn it. That would have made me so mad. Actually, you're then, right, David. That would have made me mad. It doesn't end, though, Jerry. There's oh, more. Oh, no. Then Dino didn't die after getting oh. shot twice, and he comes back to save Ash's life from this black ops guy. And he shoots the Black Ops guy and then falls over to his death. Yeah, so this final battle, Jerry... It's they, like, like give throw- Dino, like, a redemption? Yes. No. no I, what? Dino is not... Katie said no. Dino is not redeemed, in a sense. Oh, but, but what a he tra- does... That's a trash, like, story Be- element there. Like, No, no, no. I think that in all abusive relationships, there is a certain amount of relationship there. Sure. And even though, even though Dino asserted this amount of power and asserted all these things, I think that he... Did have love. He did have love yeah. for Ash. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess. But it was like it was like a controlling that. love, though. It wasn't like yeah. yeah. It, it was. It was a real love. It was well. I guess get into the discussion of what real love is, but it yeah. was like 
Like Ash is mine. I made him who he is. He's yeah. my possession. No yeah. one gets to kill him. Only I get to kill Only him me. if I decide to. And so he was like, I think he did it just to take that away from the the like the Suicide Squad guy that was trying mm-hmm. to kill Ash. Not to necessarily protect or save Ash, but because you know, no one can do it. Do that only I can. Yeah. Right. So he, Honestly, he kills a guy right. and then he just falls off and then he. That's lame. Yeah. I really just was imagining like early on. I was like, man, I want to make, I want to inject Dino with banana fish and then like make him like <laughs> I don't know like fist fight his mom or something. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you chew your mom's insides out, dude. Oh Come on, Dino. <laughs> I thought they were gonna do. After Shorter died, I was uh, like, yeah, do that to him. Get him. Uh, I, don't I, I was. I was hoping something similar too. I was. That's funny. Like like a just desserts type of yeah. ending. Because you, know? you I'm, truly hate Dino. I'm just Dino. used to that. Yeah. I think in, in a lot of animes like this, or even just drama shows like this, you kind of always get that like that moment where it's like, oh look, but to hear Dino just kind of like dies as a part of the movement of the show is like maybe mm-hmm. that's more like even more maybe that's actually good writing and i'm i'm getting onto it because i just i wish it had been more yeah. trippy but maybe that's actually a good choice by the writer but i'm about to say in your shonen manga you want you want simone to be like giga drill break and bust a foot you know yeah I'm like just, I, I, you want that moment you want it right yeah. and i i don't think ash ever ever truly got that moment it, every yeah, turn did. Damn. The 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 kills that he he got off the the kill on Arthur the fact that he did cause Dino to die the fact that he does kill this black ops guy you know mm-hmm. at every turn it wasn't good yeah. he wasn't you know he wasn't happy whenever he kills the scientist and then has to burn Shorter's body whenever you know yeah all all of these different scenarios happen and it's he's not it's not a good feeling that he's killing yeah. these people it's never a justifiable kill for him. And right. just a little tidbit to, uh, I don't know. Sorry. Or not justifiable, but like satisfying. Yeah. The author based Ash off of the River Phoenix, and she didn't want to kill him at the end because he did die. Um, off River Phoenix, like like the guy in like River Phoenix, the actor? Yeah. She based like Ash Joaquin off Phoenix's of, brother? Yeah. yeah. What? And That's so cool. Be- because he was based off of it, she didn't want to kill him at the end. But from the very beginning, she was like, Ash is a murderer. Yes, I am he's got truly die. Ash. I, I, I that. and because he's a murderer, he has to pay with his life, and yeah. that's the world that he's a part of. And she was like, I was. She was like, in no way was I ever going to let Ag and Ash be together. Either mm-hmm. I was going to let them survive separately and never talk to each other again, or as I wanted to, I was going to kill Ash. And that's pretty. Interesting. I really, I really enjoyed the ending. I, I got to be honest. I, yeah. I'm very happy with this anime. Okay, but I want to say, okay, yeah, I think David makes a good point, though, that reading the manga is probably the more definitive version of it. And I bet that's a better way. That's probably a better way to ingest this story, just because the uh, anime made some choices. And I think it was just to raise the profile of the show. Like, um, an an old manga finally gets an anime adaptation to kind of appease and, like, be there for the fans of the old manga, but also to get people like us to even consider and go revisit the manga, you know, so that we can go see the original. So um, I think that's really a part of this. And probably why it was so paced up and uh they did it in, because you know a normal season in japan is you know one core two core um and this was a exactly a two core series so it was only mm-hmm. on on from you know like august to december and it was like perfectly that length of time um and that was yeah. probably intentional um what's what's a core mean jerry it's it's it refers to these like uh like seasons in japan essentially um yeah how do i basically like this like the like 
spring, season, yeah. fall, winter. Yeah, like airing schedules. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if something lasts for one core, that means it only it only goes... That's usually what your 12-episode series is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it lasts for a single core. It's your spring, fall, summer, winter, or whatever. And then if it's a two-core show, it'll go through two, um, two seasons of... Two seasonal pieces, so it'll continue. And uh, I assume that's why they didn't go for a longer runtime, as it would be, like, off the core schedule. It would actually run outside of that. Um, and... Uh, the block it ran on Nointamin A is a very like structured, it, like they have to air new shows in that block uh, on a core schedule. So I'm sure when they made that choice, they that's why they had to cut it down to what it was. Um, so I, I think that's an interesting component as well. Just I, I think the, the anime really exists because again, the show came out 25 years after the an- the manga ended, right? Or no, yeah. sorry, 15 years after the manga ended, 25 after it started. Um, so I think this really exists to just promote the show and make you go, oh, I really would like to go revisit the manga. Um, and just to do some justice to some of the scenes from the manga that most likely fans have waited 20 years for to watch in anime form. So I do think fans of the manga from years ago will are probably really satisfied with this show and hopefully it brings in or it brought in fans to go back and rewatch the original. But I think that's it guys. Closing thoughts on banana fish, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really boys. I think yeah. I should watch it. Um, watch it I, again i dropped it but i won't say not to watch it i think that there was some some good stuff there if this show sounds interesting to you definitely give it a chance uh, it might be right up your alley and you might be the audience it was looking for so um yeah. definitely go for it okay boys so that's all we got for everyone today so thank you know thanks to everyone for listening again let's go ahead Wait. and talk about what we're doing next week oh next, yeah okay yeah let's talk well, about what we're doing what for the next episode so We've already kind of pre-decided it. So uh, David picked our first show, Race, that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny now has picked our second show, which was Banana Fish. And now I'm I'm actually putting out our third show. And we're going to keep this cycle going unless we have guest stars, uh, guest people to come in and talk, which the guests will always pick the show that we talk about um, if they're mm-hmm. going to have if we're going to have a guest. So next week we're going to be watching a show called Wotakoi. Um, it's only I think eleven episodes long. Yeah, um, twelve. It's I eleven so. or twelve. Um, yeah. and it's also on Amazon Prime for those that uh want to watch it at home. Um, same <laughs> turns out same studio that did um Erased and freaking uh <laughs> seven and, deadly sins or seven deadly sins on a banana fish yeah. seven deadly sins. Yeah. Um, so we're going back to A One Pictures. We're taking another another journey with them. So Wotakoi, it's a story of uh sort of like nerds that are adults that are in love essentially that fall in love or, or get to know each other um it's very slice so, of life right yeah this is our first slice of life yeah so we're gonna go slice of life with this week's season uh this, yeah. this week's show so we're gonna watch slice of life um and then on top of that we're also and i believe david you did watch b stars you've already seen it right yes i okay. see b star so all three of us have already watched b stars so we want to take a moment on the next episode to actually give our review and rating of b stars and have some conversation about it because that was another hit show that hit netflix earlier this year so we want to spend some time talking about B-Stars as well. So we're going to talk about B-Stars on our next episode, and then we'll do a full-blown uh, breakdown and discussion of Wotakoi, the slice of life uh, anime about people who like anime and fall in love. So it's really mm-hmm. cute, really fun. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch B-Stars, it's on Netflix, and Wotakoi, it is on Amazon Prime. So um, other than that, boys, that's all we got this week. So any other closing statements for this week's episode? Wait, do we want to do do our new segment? Okay. Yeah, Kenny, give us your new segment, dude. So, so, so we've got a new segment to end out this episode. This, uh, this is our this is our outro we, segment from now on. I yeah. think that shonen animes often just unravel because the oh you're so God. you're so focused on getting serialized. I think that you don't actually think out your story. 
And so this week I'm going to talk about Maggie, the, the Labyrinth of Magic. Um, uh, in Maggie, uh, from the beginning, you, you think that it's about conquering these dungeons and getting more powerful and sort of uh, influencing the world that you've been set. But here's the thing, actually. That world was created and uh, morphed by Aladdin's dad. Uh, spoilers for Maggie, okay? Uh, the world was created by Aladdin's dad, David, uh, and he actually became a part of the world. He becomes, uh, he merges with the Rook, um, and the Rook are like these weird butterfly creatures, and that's how everything happens, and there's Black Rook and, Rook and White Rook, and so like this whole world is created through him, uh, and so then Aladdin tries to change that, or there was a separate world entirely, and then there are creatures that existed on this other world, and that's what the djinns are. Um, and they don't morph or they do morph. And if you, you can actually walk back to the old world, if you, you walk far enough east or something. And basically, uh, shonen manga just, they unravel. Okay. I don't, I don't understand. It just, they become more complicated as the mangas go on. And it turns out, if you, I don't know what the fuck you just said, Jerry. I know, I, honestly, I, I, every I time I live, I don't even. Yeah, Magi must <laughs> sounds like a an interesting thing. I've never watched it either, so I kind. It almost makes me want to watch it more, Kenny. You almost actually got me interested in it. Here's the thing, Jerry. What I just explained to you does not occur in the anime. Oh, so this it's is, only after I, even farther. I think down there's the like two arcs, and then we get this weird fucking. Aladdin is like, I got my memory back because he's amnesia. He, he's he's he has amnesia at the beginning of the show. Got my memory back. Guess what? This other world existed. My dad could use gravity magic and bend time, and then he became a part of the Rook. And then it turns out that like his dad's wife, who isn't actually his mom, is like evil, and she's like dating Sinbad now. And you're like, uh, all these characters get introduced Sometimes. and they killed off and. Sometimes stuff just shouldn't run for as long as it does. That's the, exactly. I think that's the that's the I, is lesson. That the from, gist? Is that the lesson? <laughs> yeah, from Kenny's ending segments, the, the lesson is some shit just needs to end. Um, yeah, more like like this episode. That's great. So, like this guys, episode. Hey, good one, David. Um, uh, but yeah, thank you guys again. Thanks for joining us again. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Uncensored Anime Podcast, where three guys talk about anime completely uncensored. So. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you'll join us again next week for as we talk about Beastars and Wotakoi. Thanks so much, guys. Deuce. See you next time.